Good morning. Again, for the third time. Good morning. Uh, I said before it started, because I don't like crying, I wasn't going to cry, uh, and Aaron had uh, Leah and, and Christian up here, so uh, it was pretty hard not to cry, just to think about everything that these guys have done and accomplished, and the memories that I was thinking through, all the basketball games and after speaking at DCA one day, a young girl comes up and says, hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, are you not going to be late for class? And I don't think she cared. Uh, did you, Logan? Uh, she talked for about an hour. And uh, uh, God's doing just some cool things. Uh, when I got here, I think there was four or five of these guys here. Uh, I call them the OGs because they've been here for a very long time. The 22 that you've seen today, it, it it's nothing that I have done. It's God doing work through them because they started inviting their friends and their friends started inviting their friends and it's just been awesome to see. So can we give our seniors another hand? Just thankful for how uh, grateful. Uh, this morning, I want to share with you uh, a sermon titled, Be the Light. And our text comes from Mark 4, 21 through 25. And it reads, He also said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For nothing is concealed except to be revealed and nothing hidden except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, he should listen. And then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear by the measure you use. It will be measured and added to you. For to the one who has it, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Everything, the baptisms, the seniors graduating, Father, the worship. And now, Lord, that we come into the time of your word, I just pray that your word, would pierce through anybody that is living in darkness today and bring them to light and let them know that there is hope through your son, Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray, amen. Man, uh, as a lot of you know my testimony, and I, I just want to say things have gotten way better, but uh, when I was younger, I lived in a very uh, disruptive home, abusive home, and a lot of times I would be locked in closets. And I know that that's, you know, not what you want to hear on a Sunday morning, but there's a reason why I'm leading up to this. And a, lo a lot of times as I was sitting in that darkness, uh, my mind was full of fear. I was, I was scared all the time, <laughs> all the time. And sometimes it would be for hours that I would be in, in a closet. And in 1978, something amazing happened. Uh, I got to go see my very first movie. 1970, 1978. Uh, so a lot of you are like, man, I thought you were like 26, 27. I, I, thank you, uh, said nobody. Um, but 1978, as a little kid walking into the movie theater, I seen, I couldn't comprehend. It was just the greatest thing ever. The movie Superman is the movie that I was viewing. And I, it was larger than life for me as I was sitting in that movie theater and, and I caught on to throughout the movie that it was light that gave Superman his power, that it made him stronger. 
So as a little boy, my imagination at, at four years old run wild. And, and, and I feel, I look back at God's, um, God, the way that he has intervened in my life so much when I didn't even know it. And the next time that I was locked in the closet, I remember in the darkness, sitting there in the darkness, there was always a light. And that light would shine under the door. And so in that closet, I would think to myself that I was Superman. And I was thinking I'm changing, right? Uh, and I never just took my clothes off and sit in the closet. That would be weird. Um, but I was changing in the phone booth and I would see that light and I would focus on that light and it made me stronger. That's what I feel. And that's how I survived those times was a simple light under the door for a four-year-old with an imagination of a movie that he'd seen. And a lot of people who know me closely, it is so, I'm the easiest person to, to buy for for Christmas. I, I'm a person that just, I do the same things. I love my family. I love God, this church, uh, I love my German shepherd. People know that because I post about it all the time. And if you go further, uh, I love Tic Tacs. Nobody's writing this down, by the way. You, you caught the Christmas. Okay, all right, never mind. Anyway, I love Tic Tacs. Love them, and I love Superman. My phone case is Superman. Everything's Superman because I've always held on to that light under the door. In our text this morning, we know that lamps were vital for every household in Jesus' time, and they filled homes with light, banishing and overcoming darkness. You don't take a lamp and put it under a, a bowl or under your bed unless for some weird reason you read under your bed. And I was, I was preparing this sermon, I was like, nobody reads under their bed. And then I thought, there's probably one person who reads under their bed. We as believers have a similar function in this world. There's two things I want us to take away from this passage this morning. As, as Justin said, this would be sort of a charge to our seniors. There's two things I want you to take away. But church, there's two things I want you to take away from this passage. Because this is for all of us. This light that Mark is talking about here. There's two things I want you to do with it. And the first one is don't hide it. Jesus' light was not designed to be hidden. He came in the world not to hide the truth from people, but to reveal the truth to those in darkness. John eight twelve says this, then Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Pay attention to that. We're gonna come back to that. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. As believers, our light is a reflection of Jesus Christ is what it is saying here. So check this out. We just read that Jesus is telling us that he is the light of the world. So we got that, right? Very clear. Jesus said, hey, I'm here and I am the light of the world. But something cool as I was studying for this, if you go to Matthew 5, 14, listen to what it says. You are the light of the world. We have Jesus saying, I am. And now he's saying, you are. And he goes on to say, a city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one light is a lamp and puts it, or no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, students, church, let your light shine before men 
that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. As a young man growing up, there was a girl who intervened in my life at a young age. She was that light under the door. So we went from Superman to, to a person who showed me a family that showed me what the love of Jesus Christ looked like. They didn't know my name. They didn't know my history, but they took me in. And then they started taking me to church. I'm not saying that I liked it. I'm not saying that I wanted to go. But it was consistent in my life that this family, they didn't just talk about Jesus. They lived for Jesus. Their light shined every time. Even the times when I rebelled and was disruptive, their light shined, mainly as a, as a belt or, or a fly flap or whatever they could whoop me with. But I'm telling you, they loved me. They took care of me. It started with that light at the door. And you're thinking about if a light under the door, simple light coming in through the darkness of a door in a, in a young man's life can bring hope. Do you get the picture of the light of Jesus Christ and the hope that it brings to a world that is full of darkness? It is amazing. So don't hide this light because we have a responsibility to be a light for people who are living in darkness. Peter addressed a believer's purpose for existence like this in 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession so that you may proclaim the praise of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If you're a believer this morning, you put your faith in Jesus Christ. That is what Jesus is telling us. Hey, I came into this world. I am light. I am living inside of you now. Now you are the light. Not to hide it, not to sit with it, not to, to just erase it, but to go use it as many times as you can to show people the hope that I've given you is also a hope that I can give to them. Paul uses the same language in Ephesians 5, 8. For you once were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And when you read these passages about light, you cannot overlook the fact that through Jesus, we are indeed light. This means goodness, righteousness, truth ought to characterize the way we live our lives as believers, meaning we need to be the light under the door to this world that needs hope desperately. We are called to be different. It's not the same. And when we're around our peers at school or when you go off to college or around people at work, you know how this goes. A lot of us have grown up in church and you know when uncomfortable jokes are being told or when gossip is happening. As I tell these students, you don't join in as a part of that because you are called to be different than what this world tries to say that you are. And what this world tries to say that you are is not what Jesus says that you are as Leah just saying. And Jesus is calling us as light to be different. We cannot, students, cannot church benefit the world when we're like the world. And that brings us to our second point is don't hide it. The second thing I want to challenge you with this morning is don't hide it. And that's the only two points I have this morning is don't hide it, don't fight it. Your students, you're going to go into college or wherever God leads you, and there's going to be many voices competing 
for your attention the same way it competes for our attention. And in these days, we must be careful that we only hear the Lord's voice as he calls us to himself. The right voice will always speak words that line up with scripture and point you back to Jesus. So continue to turn to God's word for wisdom because God's word is the light, students, church. It is the light that is going to lead you down a narrow path that Jesus calls us to walk in in Matthew 7. It is a very narrow path. And a lot of times it is dark when we're walking because we're being pulled by the world and then we're trying to get back to the narrow path. The word of God is the thing that keeps us on that narrow path. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. (coughs) I'm sorry. The word reveals everything. This is what I really need you to pick up on this and hear this because a lot of times people are gonna pull you one way and you're gonna be tempted a lot of times and in those temptations, your mind is going to trick you. It's gonna say, hey, you can get away with this because you can do this in secret. Nobody's gonna know. And with that thinking, we start to think, well, God's not gonna know if I just try this, if I just do this, if I just gossip by this because it's done in secret. I need you to know nothing's ever done in secret. That's what we think. It's what the enemy wants us to think. But every single thing is revealed in the light. Verse 22, for nothing is concealed except to be revealed and nothing hidden except to come to light. Everything is going to be revealed. It reminded me, I was driving down the road with my daughter one time and we had some characters in in this youth group. And every youth pastor, I believe, should say, hey, we have the greatest students ever. At least we should. But I'm telling you, we do have some amazing students. They have challenged me. They've helped me grow as a youth pastor. And they make me laugh. And when I, driving down the road, my daughter, because there's two young men in our youth group. There, there's there's Blueface Tyler and Blueface Kobe, right? That's what we call it. So it's Kobe and Tyler, all right? See, I say that and all the students automatically know, where is this going, right? And, and I'm hard on the guy. I challenge these two young men, and, and I do too. Miss Pam, you, you know that I challenge Scott, Sherry, you know that I challenge uh, Kobe. But here's the reason why. I didn't know why. Why do I challenge? Why, why, am I, why do I challenge Gavin so much and my daughter said, you know the reason you're hard on them is because you were just like them. And I remember this, talking about the light reveals everything. I had two friends who were just like Tyler and Kobe. There was one friend I had, I couldn't understand. Every third word he said, I might understand. Tyler will come up to me, hey, wait, come out. I'm like, I don't know what you just said. If Alex Day is not around or or, or Clay or somebody to help me with the interpretation of what Tyler sent me a video, it was like six seconds long. I didn't understand what it was. I'm like, so with Tyler, I just say, yeah, that's right, man. And I got to think, I don't know what I'm agreeing to, right? I had that kind of friend. This kind of friend was kind of friend. One day we were trying to just talk about the light reveals everything. It's two small stories. When I was when I was driving my car, my friends were in me. So there was one I couldn't understand a lot. And and then there was the Kobe of the group. He never really said much, right? But when he did say something, it didn't make sense either, right? So 
who were driving through a tennis court and I had to go through a narrow spot and, 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 and we were sitting there like, can I make it? And my two friends, the Tyler and Kobe was like, man, you can make it. You got this. It ain't their car, right? We get in the car, man, drive through there and all of a sudden I hear, and it ripped the side paneling off my car. We got out of my car and was looking at it. And the Tyler was like, ah, oh, that ain't good. <laughs> the Kobe was like, yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> so we thought about a lie. That's what we did. We jumped right to a lie. What is the lie that we can make up? What is the lie that we can tell? We were all three thinking, except the Tyler, the budget. This is what he tells me, right? The best lie that he come up with is like, hey, man, just tell him a mule kicked it. He's like, they'll believe that, man, because we live in a country. We live in the country. My Kobe was like, yeah, man, a mule. That sounds good. The best idea that we could come up with, Brian, a mule kicked my car. But I didn't go with that. We went with, had a flat, flat. We changed it and we made it home. We were late for curfew, right? I pull in, I tell my uncle, I was like, hey, this is the reason we're late. I had a flat tire and we changed it. Everything will be brought to the lot. As I turned around and started walking down, I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. He said, hey, uh, problem. You don't have a spare tire. I was like, dead gum, I should have went with the mule. Those two friends I had, we did just stupid things thinking that it was all in darkness. At nighttime, me and me and I'll call them Tyler and Kobe, right? We would all paint our face and we would go on secret missions, right? And the secret missions usually ended in destruction of somebody's property. I hate to say that. We put cap dynamite in my friend's air, dad's air conditioner because he was mad at him that he left him when he was little. So he's like, let's blow his whole air conditioner. Sounds like a great idea to me. Paint our face and we're off. So one night, one night at midnight, pitch dark, right? We were like, let's go paint a bunch of things on the water tower. We're staying at Tyler's house, right? He's like, hey, let's us oh. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so we get in our car, we, we, uh, the, the, the Tyler buys the paint. Uh, the next night at midnight, we get in the car and we drive to the water tower we climb, and we just paint all kind of just rude, obnoxious stuff. And, we just put like initials because we had a secret mission gang, right? Uh, that nobody else knew about. And now that I think about it, nobody cared really to know about it. And, and we painted our face. We painted all over the water tower. We were so excited. We were like, oh man, it's going to be awesome. So awesome. And we're going to get away with it because we're, we're invisible, right? It's done in darkness. It's done in secret. So Next morning, we get, we get ready for church. I know these two stories and then church don't go together, but you gotta understand, I, I didn't know Jesus at this time. We got ready and we were talking about, oh my gosh, when, when, when Mississippi drives by, that's, that's who's taking us to church, uh, drives by the water tower, she's gonna look up and she's gonna say, oh my gosh, look at who painted this. What, I can't believe they wrote that. <laughs> we're gonna be in the back seat, right? And we're gonna be, I don't know who wrote it. Our hearts are beating fast as we're anticipating driving up to the water tower. And we drive up to it and we look up and you can't see a single thing. 
Not one word, not one letter. And I look at my friend and I was like, what color was the paint that you bought? <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, now that I think about it, maybe that wasn't such a smart idea. Neither was the mule. We're, we're batting a thousand, right? But it was revealed. It's nothing done in secret. It's going to stay in secret. So don't fight this light that lives inside of you. Once you have the truth, church, then as lights the world, we are supposed to share this truth. That's why verse 24 says, by the measure you use it, it will be measured and added to you. The gospel is the only commodity that becomes more valuable as you give it away. We don't keep it. Now, I love the little bumper stickers that say, hey, let people know you're a Christian and then if it needs to be, say words. I don't know, it's a cute bumper sticker. But Jesus never meant it to be like that. We talk about Jesus. We give this truth away to as many people as we can give it to. We don't keep it. We don't hide it. We don't fight it. We don't bury it. We're not ashamed of it. How could we be? God gave his son to die for you and I to be able to possess this light that is shining through us. This world is full of darkness. All you have to do is flip on a TV screen and you can watch the news and you can see. And now, Right now you can see all the people that are upset about abortion and all these things that are going on. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if there's ever a time for light, I'm telling you, church, we need to be the light. Not to hide it, not to fight it, but to share it with as many people as we can. Because by the measure you use it, it will be measured and added to you. So what that is saying is the more you share the truth with others, the more the Lord's will will share his truth with you. And as we share our faith, we are making an investment in others in our own spiritual growth. And if we're going to bring light to more people, we must spend time in the light. Walk as children of light. When Justin said, hey, give a charge to the seniors that are graduating, I come up with three small ways that you can take this light. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, as you go to college or, or you go to work, where mission field, wherever you go, I want you to remember these three things. And churches is also a charge for us. One, follow instructions. Don't paint a water tower. Don't paint a water tower at all. We follow instructions for everything else in this life, yet sometimes we put God on the back burner. Know God's word, read it, study it, just as you would civil engineering or nursing. Because there will be a test later. I promise you that. And you need to be prepared for that test. The second thing is have a strong circle. Your circle probably doesn't want to be a couple of guys that said, hey, a mule kicked your car, right? You, you, you want to share that truth of the gospel with these friends that you come in contact with because we can do more as a community than we ever, ever, ever could do on our own. Make church attendance a priority. I know in today's time, 
is if you look, and we were talking about this the other day with a youth pastor, buddy. I feel bad for him. He said he has four or five students out of 40 who, who are consistent now that come because a lot of people just doesn't see community as a priority or the importance that God gives us community. But it is important. It's essential. So make church attendance a priority because it's harder habit to form later. At college, the easiest friendships aren't always the best. To become wise, you need to walk or do life with the wise. And I didn't say that. In Proverbs 13, 20, it tells us, the one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Look for others who share the commitment to the things of God and faithfully invest in those people. Lastly, own your faith. To share this light, to be this light, you must know this light through and through. If you come from a Christian home, you have benefited tremendously from a host of supportive circumstances, household rules, numerous protections, church life, etc. Testing awaits as you enter the world. And if you're not sure about Christianity, now is the time to settle the matter. Ecclesiastes 12, 1 tells us, so remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of adversity come and the years approach when you will say, I have no delight in them. If you have doubts, ask away. The existence of God, the reliability of the Bible, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there's a wealth of material which addresses these and other questions. Students, walk as light. Shine it wherever God takes you. Church, wherever God takes us as a community of believers in everything we do, we should do it to glorify the Father who sent His Son. And it's the reason that we have this light to share. We don't hide it and we don't fight it. Because I can promise you, church, I can promise you, seniors, your graduates, that there's going to come a time when you're going to be the light under the door for a person who needs it. You're going to think back on this passage of pray and hope in whatever you do. It screams in your mind, be the light, shine the light. Wherever I go, no matter how dark it gets, I will cling to the word. I will cling to Jesus as I walk this narrow path because that's the light that is going to help me make an impact in the world that I am living in. Whether you're playing college and basketball or football or, or academics, whatever it is that God has given you, he gave it to you for a reason. I've always told Gavin, you're not on the basketball court just to score. You're not there just to play defense. You're surrounded by a group of men and you're the light in the middle of it if they're living in darkness. Brian's going on to the University of... Te oh, God, see, I can't even say that. <laughs> <coughs> Brian's going on to play for the University of of Tennessee in football, and we couldn't be prouder. It's an amazing accomplishment. But Brian, you have to know that when you get there, there's not going to be an abundance of light. Instead, there's going to be a lot of darkness, and God is calling you to be that light. Whether it's softball, volleyball, whatever it is you're doing, do for the glory of God.
And it's going to be hard and it's going to be tough. And you know what? You have your family in that time, but you also have one another. I have tried to instill in you guys that this is family. We don't turn against one another. We support one another. We fight for one another. We're in the trenches with one another. Church, that is what God has called us to do. That is how we're the strongest with the light that he has given us. And it is when we're doing it together. We're not talking about everybody or we're not doing anything. We're not skipping things as far as community goes. We're like, hey, you know what? Jesus loves me. I'm excited about that. He died for me. He rose for me. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to shine this light as far as I can as the band comes back to the stage. Humbled this morning about everything these students have done. I'm humbled this morning that God is going to take a group of graduates and we church are going to see the impact that they make in this world. It's going to happen. And we're going to celebrate it. The same way as Megan and Ethan were baptized today and we celebrated with that. Pray for these students. Encourage these students every chance you get. I told Brian I might even... No, I'm not. Brian, I, I will clap for you on TV, man. And <laughs> Graduates, I know that you are loved here. I know that you are prayed for here. And your families are prayed for because they're taking this next journey too. Whitney didn't even make it to Gavin's name before she started crying. You have family and church family that loves you very much. And man, we're so incredibly proud of you. And everybody standing on the stage and Lynn and Jimbo who, who's on vacation, who's helping with the color, we're all saying to you, be the light, share the light. There are cards on both sides of the tables if you want to write a prayer request and pin it to the cross. We pray for those every week as a staff. Just please know that. The Lord's Supper is on the table if you want to take part in that or if you just want to simply as a family pray for these graduates let's do it let's pray Father we thank you for your amazing grace that has worked through the lives of these students Lord as they take this next journey I pray Lord that they know that you're walking with them you never are going to depart them you're never going to forsake them the light is consistent and the light is strong and the light is for eternity let us shine it Lord as far as we can in the midst of a world that is full of darkness as a church Lord may we pray for these graduates may we cheer them on we pray for the families and may we cheer them on as well God most of all thank you for this light because we know that it come with a heavy price. Let's not take that for granted, for it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Church, if you'll stand.